Hey y'all, welcome to the Appalachian Overlook, a metaphorical ride up these winding mountain roads where we'll explore topics and questions about what it means to live a good life in Appalachia. My name is Sarah Saavedra and I'll be your host in these conversations, airing here on 90.7 WEHC and also available as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Today on the show, we'll be talking about privilege and self-care. Privilege is a word that gets tossed around a lot. So in the realm of self-care, what does it mean? How do we overcome the obstacles of privilege? And how can we better understand our fellow humans and citizens of the world? I hope you'll join me for a look. As I've been talking about self-care and authentic living on the podcast, the topic of privilege keeps coming to mind. I am by no means rich, but I do have the skills and education that enable me to work for myself from home as my own boss, which is a privilege I admit most people don't have. Prior to that, I worked at a job which included insurance that covered mental health care and paid time off. Many, many Americans work hourly without PTO, which means if they're sick or their children are sick or another family member, they don't get paid. When you're living in economic insecurity, the thought of taking a day off leads to more anxiety. It's not exactly a mental health break. A 2013 study published in Science Magazine concluded that people in poverty are so overloaded that their cognitive brain abilities are actually impaired to the point of debility. When daily life revolves around fighting for survival, stress is part and parcel for the ride. Constant stress of this sort really can take its toll. I'm also able-bodied, which means running, which is my favorite source of relaxation. I know that sounds weird, but stick with me here. Um, running is a form of exercise that really allows me to, to just check out and check in with myself and um, really have some time where it's just me and my feet on the trail that is not accessible to others in the way it is to me. Maybe those with seen or unseen disabilities. You know, as a single mother of five small children just a few years ago, most nights I would collapse after pushing through doing what needed to be done. I was certainly the last thing on my mind and definitely the last priority. So when I talk about self-care and self-love on this show, I want you all to know that I get it. I've lived in poverty, suffocating under the stress of motherhood with very little mental space to consider how I can better take care of myself. It can be a lot. Too often we equate self-care with spa days. I know we've all seen those memes about treat yourself, you know, from Parks and Rec, but it's so much more than that. Self-care can look a lot like work, but it's necessary work to find your path to a meaningful life. So let's talk about practical ways to take care of your mental health without spending any money, not taking any fancy vacations, just five or 10 minutes at a time. As I like to think when I'm overwhelmed, what is the next right thing for me to do? So let's start with the first tip, which would be keep your basic needs in mind, right? This seems like really simple, like there are basic needs, food, water, shelter, clothing, all those kinds of things that come to mind, brushing your teeth, regular doctor's visits, all of those things um, we sort of take for granted that 
we're doing for ourselves, but when we really take an honest look, are we? Have you been drinking enough water today? Have you brushed your teeth or washed your face? I'm not even talking about flossing here, right? Like that seems like uh, this unattainable habit that so few of us have. Let's just all be honest. But like even just brushing your teeth, address your most basic needs before you start your day. This is crucial to your mental health, which is the entire point of self-care. I'm going to say that again. Your basic needs, addressing them, is crucial to your mental health, which is the entire point of self-care. I like to use the time brushing my teeth and washing my face, which, you know, takes about five minutes. It's not a lot of time, but sometimes when we're so busy, we've got two jobs, we have kids to take care of or ailing parents to take care of or schoolwork or whatever it may be, we have so much to do that we put ourselves last on the list, especially washing our face, brushing our teeth, making sure we're drinking water. But I like to use that time, just five minutes, right? So it's not a lot of time to check in with myself. How am I feeling about the day ahead? Is there something I can do now to alleviate stress about something in the future? Sometimes when I'm washing my face, I'll repeat some self-love mantras to myself. And I know, stay with me, just try it. I know it sounds really woo-woo and kind of like, okay, this is taking a little too far, Sarah, but just try it. May I be safe. May I be loved. May I have peace. May I be well in mind and body, whatever it is, those are the, some of the things I use. Sometimes it's just, may I be safe, may I be safe, may I be safe. Sometimes I just say the one to myself. Sometimes I just say, may I have peace if I'm feeling really anxious. Sometimes it's a serenity prayer. Um, grant me the, the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. So whatever it is for you, if you can just kind of take your time while you're washing your face, taking care of your basic needs to so just think about those things or check in with yourself or give yourself a little pep talk, you deserve it. And I, I'm telling you, it will really help you start off your day. A lot of times I like to think, I've actually made a list. You guys know I love a list. I actually made a list when I started on this journey for myself about all of the things as a mother I made sure my kids had, right? So things that made it on the list were like regular dental dentist visits, making sure they brush their teeth every day, making sure they were bathed, making sure they had clothes that fit them, making sure that they had time with friends, making sure they had creative outlets, making sure they got time outside to exercise and play, making sure they had healthy food options. I mean, all of those things were things that as a mother I thought were really important um, to give my children or make sure that they had or make sure that they had the habits or were learning to do these things for themselves. But when I really took a look honestly about if I was making sure those things were happening for myself, there was a lot on that list that was not getting done. So even just starting with a list like that, the basic needs that you would make sure any child had, right, that you think are important for even children, because it's really easy to dismiss our own needs. But when you really look at the basic needs that you would give even a child and then apply them to yourself, it was a real game changer for me. Remind yourself with a post-it note or erasable marker on your mirror in the bathroom, whatever it is with that mantra, the thing that you want to say to yourself. After you wash your face, take in 10 cleansing breaths before you face your day, hopefully with a reusable bottle filled with water to stay hydrated. 
All right, let's get to number two. So, you know, a lot of self-care talks about self-care gurus or things you might see on the gram, you know, these, these people will like to make you think that, you know, if you have freedom and money to travel, you are going to be at your best and traveling is the, you know, the cure for all ailments. Well, travel is surely something that we would all love to do. COVID has obviously uh, put a wrench in that plan for some folks, but we've gotten creative with it, right? Some of us have done staycations. Some of us have um, just explored new areas in our own towns that we didn't even know about. We've gone outdoors a lot more. These are things I really hope continue uh, a trend that people really rediscover what's in their backyard. Uh, they discover accessible and free things to do. So for the or my second tip, I wanted to say you don't have to travel but you can work breaks into your day. Five minutes counts. Don't work through your lunch break, right? There's a reason that breaks at work are your legal right. After a certain amount of hours, it's federal law for you to be able to get those breaks. Make yourself a priority on these breaks. Use them wisely, right? Walk around the building and check in with yourself. Smile to yourself. Smiling actually activates those good feeling chemicals in your brain, whether you have them or not. Just the act of smiling will help, you know, trigger those. We could all use some more of those good feeling chemicals that flood our brain when we smile. So why don't you try it? Some other things to try, find a reason to laugh, right? Tell a coworker a joke or maybe ask them to tell you one. Uh, another thing you could do on your break, write down one thing you're grateful for. Also, you could stretch your muscles. Sometimes that really activates those good feelings for us, gives us time to check in with our body and how we're feeling. There are so many things you can do, even just five minutes at a time, to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. You're getting enough water, you're taking care of those basic needs. When you're in the midst of work, when you have a five minutes to yourself, maybe it's 30 minutes on a lunch break, whatever it is, take that time and really think about how you can best spend it in a way that rejuvenates you and makes you feel more like yourself or even just helps relieve some stress. So that's a really good place to start. Here's a mindful moment. Your self-care doesn't have to look like anyone else's, right? And it certainly doesn't need to be Instagrammable. If trying any of, the, any of these things feels like a chore or causes you stress, it's likely not the self-care for you. Let me say that one more time. Your self-care doesn't have to look like anyone else's. If any of these things that I'm mentioning that have helped me or, you know, studies have shown this or that, it doesn't matter. If it doesn't work for you, then it's not the self-care technique for you. So if it, if you need to dance and scream, if you need to punch a pillow, whatever you need to do, if that is what taking five minutes to yourself means, go for it. So let's tackle another topic of self-care that's free, easy to do, maybe not easy to do. Let's go into this one. I actually find this to be very difficult to do. Say no to things you don't want to do or things that stress you out. This is why it was so hard for me. When I was a young mother, right, I often thought I needed to fill up my time doing fun, educational activities, all the perfect little things that you saw in Parents Magazine, right, with my kids. 
setting up play dates, enrolling them in dance classes or art camps, having a full schedule of very creative things, educational things. It was exhausting, but that mom guilt is intense and hard to ignore. Even if you're not a mom, right? Maybe you feel like you have no excuse because you don't have kids, you don't have anything pressing to do. It can still feel impossible when a friend wants to hang out or a parent who needs you or a boss who wants you to do something extra. It can really feel impossible to say no. But try to take a few seconds before you make plans to think about what you have to sacrifice to do what's being requested of you, okay? Will you neglect yourself or your priorities to fit it in? That's a sign that you need to consider saying no. Through the pandemic, I really learned that my loved ones didn't need fancy dinners or theme park vacations to make memories. They needed a relaxed me who was focused on quality time where I was present and not resentful, right? My kids didn't care if they had the newest iPad or if they, which they have never had anyways, but, you know, just very cliche things, right? They didn't care if we went on theme park vacations. If we hiked to the top of a mountain, you know, if we went to White Top or if we just took a bike ride on the Creeper Trail or spent some time, you know, grabbing ice cream or having a watermelon at the lake or any of those things, I can name them dozens of them that we did during COVID, those things have done so much more to develop a a good relationship, stress-free home, family life, things that um, didn't take it out of me, things that didn't require money, things that didn't require, you know, too much sacrifice to make happen. So I would say that as we move out of, you know, pandemic life, maybe, uh, hopefully, knock on wood, and we get more acclimated to events being going on again and things to do and our schedules filling up, take a step back and really think what matters the most to you? What do you value? What can you say no to? And how can you make more space in your life for the things that really matter? Okay, now this one is probably the most important one, I would say, rest. Maybe you need to say no to extra things so that you can get adequate rest. I'm not advocating for isolation or escapism, right? Please don't hear me saying that when I say, say no to things and I say sleep. (laughs) I'm not saying like, hold yourself up in a room and, and don't connect to other humans. Of course, that's really important. But if those extra obligations cause you to lose sleep at night, you're headed for burnout. Sleep is a vital part of your overall health and wellness. It impacts your mood. It impacts your immune system, your blood pressure. I mean, really everything. If you have trouble sleeping, how about creating a sleep routine? I like to make myself some hot tea about an hour before bedtime and to wind down with a book, you know, instead of just falling asleep in front of a TV. Some like to stretch or do a few yoga poses or maybe write in your gratitude list. If you need some help falling asleep, try listening to a sleep meditation or or maybe even some white noise. Most of these are freely available on YouTube, Spotify, etc. 
So if you can find any of these, I do, of course, I always go back to Headspace. They've got a meditation app. If you happen to have, you know, an Alexa or access to anything online, you know, if you have your smartphone or um, anything like that, you can very easily Google meditations for sleep or sleep sounds or white noise. And I find that really helpful. But really the most helpful thing is developing that good uh, routine around sleep. The thing that your body knows every night, okay, when this starts, we're headed to bed and your body will start to respond to that. Um, I find it really helpful. Others find melatonin uh, very helpful to help them fall asleep. That is something that costs some money, but it's available pretty widely at any drugstore or any even grocery stores. So if you need something like that, feel free to try it out and see if it'll help you. Here's a mindful moment for you. Falling asleep with the TV on or scrolling your phone can disrupt your natural sleep rhythms. Try to avoid screens for at least 15 minutes before bedtime. Make your bed a sanctuary of rest and rejuvenation. Well, folks, thanks so much for joining me. This is the Appalachian Overlook on 90.7 WEHC or wherever you listen to podcasts. We've been talking about self-care in the lens of privilege and how to take care of yourself without all of the hashtags and Instagram memes here. We're talking about real self-care, whether you've got money for vacations or gym memberships or anything like that. And so we've been talking about making a list, making a list of what you think it means to live a good life, you know, and and starting with the basics, things like that you would make sure a child has, right, if they were taken care of, things like making sure they brush their teeth, making sure that they have social outlets, making sure they have fresh air, and applying those things to ourselves. That's a really helpful way for me to think about it. So thanks for joining me as we have this conversation. Now I'd like to play a song for you uh, for my playlist, but before I play the song, I'd like to read a little bit um, about the artist and what he said about making this album, because I think it just really makes sense with what we're talking about. This is Benjamin Booker and an interview he did with Billboard magazine uh, about writing this album, and he says that he was read a sentence over and over before he got started on the album, and that was... What we are reluctant to touch often seems the very fabric of our salvation. To Benjamin, this meant how everybody has problems, but if you want to get to a happier place and find some peace, you need to go into those dark corners and address those things if you want to come out on the other side. So for uh, Benjamin, he said that he just dug in and got honest about who he was as a person, about his faults and problems and the things he needed to work on. He said he wrote them down in a bullet point list, and you guys know I love a list, but he focused each song on those issues, on the things that he was reluctant to touch. So on that note, this is his song, Motivation. I hope you enjoy.
That was Benjamin Booker with his song Motivation. You can have it too. I hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Appalachian Overlook. We're talking about self-care and ways to do it, even if you don't have the privilege of lots of money, lots of time, great health care benefits, all of that kind of stuff. So we're on tip number five, which is to move your body. Right, So you don't need access to fancy gym or a high-priced personal trainer to reap the benefits of physical activity. Take a walk, 10-minute walk, 5-minute walk, however long that you can fit into your day. Just take a walk with or without your kids, with your dog. Heck, I even have a harness for my cat, right? So get outside, find a friend, throw a frisbee, dance around your house. Find a workout you like on YouTube. Lots of free ones abound there, especially uh, yoga and some other um, really great workouts if you happen to have injury. I know when uh, I had an injury to my foot that prevented me from running, I did some great, found some great exercises on YouTube that were free, that didn't involve, you know, pressure and standing on my foot. Jump rope, swim in the lake. You know, we've talked about Washington County Park here on this podcast um, find somewhere that you have public access to some of these places when the weather is nice maybe just take the stairs at your office a couple of times on your break whatever way you like to move your body is the right way you don't have to invest in the best gear or start crossfit right in intense movements to move your body if you don't have a block of time for a 30-minute workout try 10 minutes at a time You'll be surprised what you can fit in. 10 squats, 25 jumping jacks, a little dance party. All of these things can do wonders to boost your mood. And bonus, back to our last tip about rest, you will sleep better at night if you get up and move your body whenever you can. The last one I want to touch on here is know when to ask for help. Now that can mean a lot of things, but... I will never advocate for a pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality when it comes to mental health. Sometimes maintaining a positive outlook is impossible due to depression or anxiety disorders or any other mental health issues. In 2015, the Journal of American Medical Association reported that more than half of folks with a mental illness don't receive any services, and finances are one of the most prominent reasons for this. We've done a poor job in supporting people with mental health issues. It's a systemic issue, and I know it's overwhelming, but please don't give up. Here in Virginia, Medicaid or FAMIS are great healthcare options, and many therapists accept Medicaid. If you need help navigating the system in the red tape, ask a loved one for their help. Suffering from a mental illness can get us caught in a cycle of guilt and shame that we can't sort ourselves out, right? This can make it virtually impossible to be kind to yourself. If you feel like hashtag self-care is impossible, that's a good sign it's time to ask for help. If you only hear one thing from me, I hope you'll hear that you matter. You are worth it, and asking for help is brave and remarkable. Sometimes we just can't do it on our own, and that's okay. If you listen to the podcast about wholehearted living, one of the things about a wholehearted person Uh, that was one of the characteristics was that they ask for help when they need it. So not only in the mental health care, you know, seeking professional help, obviously, definitely 
ask for help in that realm, but also maybe you're just overwhelmed with the tasks that you have to do every day. Maybe ask a friend to come over and keep you company while you clean or fold the laundry or do any of those tasks that maybe seem overwhelming. Um, sometimes we just need a little help. Sometimes we just need a little motivation. And sometimes that doesn't have to come from ourselves, right? If you have a partner, ask them for help with things that seem to be overwhelming you. If you have uh, children, teach them how to do some of the things that maybe um, can teach them how to help you and to build those habits so that you don't have to go it alone. So ask for help, know when you need it, and don't be afraid, be courageous, be brave, ask for help. Perfectionism is not attainable and it doesn't help anybody to live a better life. So I want to leave you with this. Capitalism has become enmeshed with the idea of self-care, right? Uh, But this is about a deeper love with yourself, not $80 leggings, manicures, or a weekend retreat at a spa. Self-care shouldn't be an extra thing to do on our list. It should be a fundamental part of our society and our culture. Again, you are worth it and you matter. You're brave and remarkable. Let's close with this quote from Audre Lorde. Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation and that is an act of political warfare. So powerful. Thanks for joining me today on the Appalachian Overlook. I really do hope you've gained some insight here and that you'll join me next time here on 90.7 WEHC, Mondays at 6.30 p.m., re-airing Thursdays at 1.30 p.m., or anytime you want to listen on a podcast player, wherever you listen to podcasts. I really enjoy doing these episodes. I'd love to hear from you guys on Facebook if anything resonated with you or if you have any ideas for things that I should talk about in future episodes. Again, thanks for joining me on this journey, on this metaphorical winding road, as we take a look at topics and questions about living a good life in Appalachia.